Hi, my name is Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021, and this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. I hope that you've all had a wonderful week this past week. Uh, I did also, and I am so stoked to report that I was finally able to begin my gardening. (laughs) Even though the temperatures here are... Uh, they're, I think they're typical spring, but uh, we are at this point above freezing. So I planted this past Saturday and talk about kindness. That really puts me in a kind, positive mood. And it was a beautiful day and I'm very happy. <laughs> so um, yay to that. And like I said, I hope that you all had a wonderful week this past week as well. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. What the Cult of Kindness podcast is, is a masterclass for those of us who are on a journey of kindness. Whether we know that we're kind uh, and we want to keep the momentum going, whether we feel as though we've never been kind, but we understand the importance of kindness and we want to sort of have a reference and a course that helps us along. Uh, this is for you. Or if you are a little bit on the fence about being kind because you don't want your kindness taken for weakness, <laughs> I get it. And uh, it's it's for you also. Uh, so I hope that you all enjoy this journey. Uh, I build the cult of kindness as a masterclass. That's because kindness, um, although you think that everyone was kind or that it wouldn't be something that we'd have to learn about or just kind of keep in our minds to be kind, it's a thing, you know, and it's okay. Nobody's perfect. We all are capable of being kind. And through the art of kindness, we will all be able to make a positive contribution to our world. And that feels good. You always want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. This month, we are reading What Happened to You by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. I was very excited about the timing of this book as I had just finished uh, sharing The Rapid Effect with all of you. And there's a lot in what happened to you that very much relates to The Rapid Effect. And I really appreciate how through what happened to you, it sort of gives you a glimpse into how you came into the world and the practices as you grew up in the world what you retained, what was important to you, what stuck, why you act a certain way. All of this is very important to realize in regards to our kindness journey because um, whether you're aware or not, there are experiences that happen to all of us that really we can look back and say, oh my gosh, this is why I'm like that. Or this is why it's hard for me to always be kind. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful tool to be able to unlock that. So I hope that you're all enjoying the book thus far. 
This week, we're going to discuss the first four chapters. And the theme of this week is regulation, relationship, reward. It's important to know that no baby starts off asking, do I matter? Their world is a world of wonder. But early on, they start trying to make sense of things. Our brains develop as a reflection of the world that we grew up with. You love others the way you've been loved. And yes, of course, we don't start off in the world um, two minutes after we're born asking, do I matter? (laughs) But we are able to make sense of things. We're able to connect the dots. I recently shared a story of how uh, when I was first born, uh, in 78 so my parents um, and I need to research this because I'm not sure if at that time you could find out the sex of your baby or not uh, if you could well my parents did not opt to so my mom had been hoping for a boy they already had a daughter and so um, I was born a healthy baby girl <laughs> so you know my mother was happy I was healthy but she wanted a little boy. She actually had also already picked out the name Marcellus. So Marcy comes from, uh, basically she still wanted to have Marcellus somehow. So that's how Marcy came to be. So, you know, she was sad because she wanted a boy. And she told me that, uh, you know, after she had me, she was sort of looking out the window, uh, uh, wishing for what was not. And, you know, I'm only moments old, but she told me that uh, I would cry, you know, because I believe at this time I should be resting on her chest or she should be interacting with me lovingly. My dad, uh, I believe he had gone back to work. He was selling real estate at that time. And, you know, my mom was basically processing, oh, I didn't have a boy. But in the meantime, you have a healthy little girl here that's crying and she's wondering what's happening. So my mom told me that, you know, I would cry and then she would put her little finger over to me and say, oh, what's wrong? You know, and when she put her finger there that I would stop and then she'd take her finger away and I'd start crying again. And I mean... You know, she's told me this story time and time again, which initially I just thought it was funny. Um, But between reading The Rabbit Effect and What Happened to You, I realized that, you know, just as a little girl, just a little tyke that just made its way into the world, I could already pick up her emotions. That there was some sadness because she didn't have the little boy that she was hoping for. Although she loved me, uh, she was processing that she didn't have a little boy and as a baby moments old I could feel that already and I I'm really enjoying reading that even though you know as it said here we don't come in the world saying do I matter but we are already able to pick up things very early on our brains develop as a reflection of the world we grow up with you love others the way you've been loved so that's very true after my mom got over the fact that I wasn't a little boy (laughs) uh, you know I I went home with my parents and 
the love was there. And I love where it says, you love others the way you've been loved. There's nothing better than pure, unfiltered love. And what a gift if you're able to receive that early on. And for those of us that did receive it early on, it is important to pass that on. Because sadly, not all of us had that experience. And I don't necessarily want to say we have to pick up the slack, but this love is a part of the kindness that we need to share with others to help the world in ways that we wouldn't even imagine. This is when, you know, if you smile at someone, uh, a quick wink, a compliment, it means a lot. Because, of course, not only do we not know what that person was dealing with that morning or that day, and that may brighten their day, for some, you know, they've never really experienced that or experienced a sincere compliment or a sincere smile. And that is where we pay it forward in love. The emotions of people around us are contagious. As we grow up, we find our own set of regulating rhythms and activities. For some, it's walking. And for others, it might be simply meditating, listening to music, but everyone has their go-to. The common element is rhythm. In life, rhythm is very important, not just for dancing, because let's be honest, not everyone knows how to dance well, but (laughs) as long as you are enjoying yourself, that's the point. This sort of rhythm is more of a ritual. You know, every day for many, they get up, they have their coffee, they maybe go for a morning jog. It's a ritual. It's a rhythm. It's something that helps them in their day-to-day flow of life. Rhythm is essential to a healthy body and a healthy mind. And routine is not a bad thing. As a person who loves spontaneity, I used to push back against routine, but uh, now as a 42-year-old, I completely see how uh, having a routine, and I have a routine because I have a husband who really is into routines, so I begrudgingly, you know, started to have a routine, but over time I realized it is important and it is healthy. I always thought it was very healthy to fly by the seat of my pants, (laughs) that spontaneity is golden, and there is nothing wrong with spontaneity, but to have a rhythm and a flow of consistent things in our life, it's very helpful. Uh, I know that we've all either experienced or know someone who they come in uh, or they get to work or they get to a lunch date and you know they're fixing their hair as they arrive, Uh, they're disheveled, they're their chi is completely off because uh, you know there was no rhythm there was no routine 
Um, and when there is no routine, oftentimes you don't arrive uh, centered and ready to go and present because you didn't really have a rhyme or reason to what you were doing. So there's no rhythm. Rhythm in our life creates a balance which creates us to be kind. I know I've also for a fact experienced being cranky because when I was living by the seat of my pants or flying by the seat of my pants, when there was no rhythm, you know, sometimes shit would happen. And I didn't prepare for it because I had no rhythm. I just was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this right now. And, you know, although fun, uh, it had its downsides. So rhythm in life is very much very much needed. (laughs) Your heart's pulse regulates your emotional energy. So other than keeping us alive, our heart's pulse regulates how we're feeling. It's just like when we take a deep breath to center, our heart's regulated beat, the rhythm that is coming from our heart, it also helps the flow of what we're doing in our life also. Finding what naturally soothes you not only regulates your heart and mind, it helps you stay open to the goodness in you and in the world. And that is from the wonderful Oprah. I'll say it again for the people in the back. I also added a little part on the end that I feel like goes very well with this statement. Finding what naturally soothes you not only regulates your heart and mind, it helps you stay open to the goodness in you and in the world. And as I said, that's by Oprah. And I added a little bit, which says, thus bringing forth kindness. So finding what naturally soothes you, regulates your heart and mind, You're open to the goodness in you and the world. And voila, it will bring forth kindness. It's a natural flow. Code book. Do you know what that is? So code book is the lens in which we see the world. And I love referring to it as code book. That's very good and easy to remember. <laughs> Anything new will activate our stress response systems. Anything new will activate our stress response systems. So in the lens in which we see the world, our code book, we're always aware, we're constantly learning, and anything new will activate our stress response systems. Now let's talk about dysregulated, which is also known as emotional dysregulation. That refers to a poor ability to manage emotional responses or to keep them within an acceptable range of typical emotional reactions. 
This can refer to a wide range of emotions, including sadness, anger, irritability, and frustration. So dysregulated, it refers to poor ability to imagine, to manage, excuse me, emotional responses or to keep them within an acceptable range of typical emotional reactions. This can tie into uh, not having that rhythmic life um, when you're hopelessly spontaneous. This is where your emotions can sometimes get the best of you. The rhythmic flow is able to help us stay on track, stay positive, we're aware, we're alert. Now, not to say that when you're spontaneous, you can't be kind, but the balance is missing. So when you approach others, they are going to pick up all that's happening with you that doesn't appear to be very stable. And, you know, that will cause people to have some sort of way about you. (laughs) You know, they're going to... They're not going to necessarily be sure how to receive you. So you most certainly could be kind with them, but you're like all over the place. People aren't quite sure how to receive it. Um, So the flow is not necessarily rhythmic. Uh, There's just something happening. Um, Regardless, you can be kind, but a rhythmic flow in life, uh, it's helpful to all. You know, um, and we're all capable of finding that rhythmic flow. It's just kind of a way of uh, making sure we stay balanced and present. (sighs) I was just thinking about how I mourn my spontaneous ways, but (laughs) I think with age, uh, spontaneity, although still there, It gives way to responsible, and that's not a bad thing. So (laughs) I had my fun being spontaneous, but I do see that if I was still that spontaneous current day, there'd be problems, (laughs) you know. I And I was able to be spontaneous and kind all in one. Now, I was spontaneous in my 20s and 30s. I grew up in a household that was very structured, so there was not really any spontaneity there. Very structured, so that may also help me along. (laughs) Okay. When you're raised in a nurturing, caring environment, if you cry and someone responds to your needs, you're being regulated. And remember, we just just spoke about dysregulation. (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, My coffee has not kicked in yet. Okay, so if you're raised in a nurturing, caring environment, if you cry and someone responds to your needs, you're being regulated. Ultimately, as you grow up with this in a loving, attentive home, the tree of regulation is basically where you grew up and you experienced all of the love that you needed. Um, you're, You're able to feel like if you fall, someone's there to catch you. 
This is all a part of the tree of regulation. And if you ultimately grow up with the tree of regulation, these networks in your brain allow you to regulate yourself and connect to people in healthy relationships. Thus, bringing kindness. The tree of regulation grows if you grow up in a loving environment and those networks in your brain allow you to regulate yourself and connect to people in healthy relationships. Now, it should always be said here that even if you didn't grow up with this experience, it is not too late for you. And that is really the point of the Cult of Kindness podcast. Uh, as I always say, we're all in different journeys here. And for those of us that experienced it early on, we are here to help the others that want to experience this along the way. It is, just think of it as a race. I don't know if you've ever ran track. I did when I was younger. And when you're waiting for an individual to pass the baton, you're trusting them. You know that it's coming. Uh, you feel secure. You're ready to go. You're waiting for the baton. And then you receive it and on you go. And there's someone there waiting for you as you pass it on to them. And ultimately, there's someone who takes it to the finish line. Well, with this journey of kindness, we all want to take it to the finish line. The finish line would be life. We all want to bring kindness into life, into our lives, into the lives of those that we're around, into the world. That is the goal. That is the finish line. So the tree of regulation, even if you were not born with what is referred to as a tree of regulation, you can grow that today. It can start with you. It can start with you. And therefore, you will be able to regulate yourself and connect to people in healthy relationships. If our view of the world is that people are good, then we will anticipate good things from people. We project that into our interaction with others and thereby elicit good from them. Just last week, I became emotional recalling being such an open and naive and sweet child and that came from my view of the world being that people were good I can even connect this dot to when I was little and we were in the car on the freeway whenever I saw a big rig I thought to myself those are so big you know so much larger than a car or a truck And I felt that the people that drove those were people who were safe drivers. I felt like, okay, if you can handle something that large, you're super safe. You know how to drive and navigate in the world. My thoughts is like a six-year-old. Of course, I grew up to learn that 
that is not always the case with big rig drivers. You know, they they may be good drivers, but sometimes uh, sometimes they are, let's say, not the person that you would have babysit your children. Sometimes they are, you know, but uh, the reason I thought that is just, first of all, my trusting heart. Uh, and something that was so big and powerful, I just felt as though I knew that it was a, a truck that was handled by someone of of the most responsible nature. And as I said, sometimes that's correct. Sometimes it's questionable, as with anything in life. But as a child, I just totally felt like okay there's good people driving those so when my parents would be driving near one I actually felt safe near a big rig because I felt as though anyone driving that is a good person who knows how to handle something that large we project that into our interaction with others and thereby elicit good from them that being said I definitely was the child who would wave at the big rig drivers (laughs) and I love in the book they use an example of um, a man who was irritable Uh, they were at the airport traveling they meaning uh, the doctor Bruce who wrote the book with Oprah he said he was at the airport and a flight got delayed and with each update on how much further they'd be delayed there was a man who would grumble and make lots of noise with his newspaper and there was a little uh, toddler who, you know, at that age, they're just happy. They know nothing other than happiness. So the toddler actually, you know, took his hand and kind of like swiped at the paper, pulling it down. Now, initially, if you're an adult noticing how grouchy this man was, you're not thinking that he's going to have a positive reaction to this because he's already grouchy. But what happens? He gave in to the sweetness and the kindness of the toddler, smiling. And that is the power of kindness. And not just infants and toddlers have it. We all do. You know, we all do. Now, as an adult, if we swipe our hand across someone's, uh, I don't know how many people are still reading a physical newspaper today, but if we like took someone's phone as they appeared grumpy and then smiled and laughed, I don't know, maybe not try that, but, (laughs) but, you know, smile, uh, maybe offer to get them a cup of coffee, something, you know, Um, this is where the stoicism also comes into play. Uh, Take something bad and make it wonderful. It's possible. It's a process. It's not always easy, but it is possible. We project what we expect. A little toddler, always happy, you know, they don't know that maybe touching the man's paper while he's angry might make him more angry. And look, kindness and happiness won. And it wins more often than not. And if you've been practicing on our kindness journey, you are starting to see that and it's so rewarding. Repetition leads to change. So do this often. Not snatch someone's paper. (laughs) Just be happy and be kind often. 
it really does lead to change with you and others. Balance is the core of health. I'll say it louder for the people in the back. Balance is the core of health. And the roots of health are rhythm and regulation. You see what I did there? (laughs) We came back to rhythm and regulation. And our theme for the day was regulation, relationship, reward. I am really enjoying what happened to you. And I really hope that you're enjoying it as well. I love you all. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Take care.